0: You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. World
1: Talk Radio.
2: Welcome to the Sharon Klein Hour. The power of water. Um, A lot of people have been asking me each week why did I call our show the power of water. Each week, you and I will discover the power of water and a new self-examination for you to learn more about your health of your eyes, your skin, your mind, and your body. What does the power of water have with that? Well, you must learn more about the fact that, to define, you are made up of 50 trillion cells, lubrication, super circulation, temperature, oxygen, and the stimulation of uh, removing toxin every day with the power of water in you. You are made up of a sponge of water. So each week we're going to learn more about dehydration of that water that's causing you stress, anxiety, and your health symptoms. So I hope you will join us today. Our special guest will be Dr. John Nelson. And at this moment we'll take a time for our sponsor. I will be right back.
0: Listen, the world is talking. World Talk Radio.
2: Welcome back to our listeners. Uh, this is Sharon Kleina. And before we begin with our special guest today, I invite you to call 866-613-1612 for any questions you may have today. Uh, a lot of listeners have said I haven't repeated that often enough and they'll forget it. So I'll repeat it, 866 613 1612, for any questions you may have during our show. Dr. Nelson.
3: Hello, I'm here, Sharon. Hi. How,
2: are, how are you this morning? I'm well, thank you. Well, thank you for being our special guest today. Um, I know our listeners are going to find this uh, exciting to learn more about your background, and I think I'll start out by introducing you, uh, Dr. John Nelson, who is a retired neurologist, and Dr. Nelson, will you tell us how many years you were a neurologist?
3: Well, let's see, I, I uh, graduated medical school in uh, 1962 back in Iowa, and I trained for several years after that, I became a uh, certified uh, clinical neurologist, taught at the university back in Iowa for a few years, then came to the Northwest, which was always a goal, uh, and established practice in 1972, practiced actively until three four years ago. Still consults, but I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that pro bono now, and have developed along the way other interests in medicine, particularly in preventative care, more natural things, and uh, mm-hmm. so forth. So
2: Now, I always ask our guests, um, and if during our show, if I happen to interrupt you to get you to repeat something, always be... Pro- uh, 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 bear with me because sometimes the listener will hear you say something and I'll want them to hear that again and explain it but I always ask our guests why did you choose the profession you were in why did you choose neurology Dr. Nelson
3: Uh, I found that in my undergraduate training the the nervous system was uh, pretty far afield from everybody and even in my first medical training and my rotations through hospitals back in the Midwest uh, the the lack of, of neurologists and neurosurgeons was uh, pretty significant at that time. And so I was actually training, uh, had a residency in internal medicine and uh, was geared towards some of the more neurologic aspects of that. And it just developed uh, along the way. It was exciting and challenging. And back in those days, particularly when we didn't have all the uh, high-tech diagnostic uh, procedures that are available to us today, okay. and I was fortunate enough to receive a National Institute of Health grant to study in Scandinavia for a couple of years, uh-huh. and that just uh, led me into what was my uh, full-time specialty for many years, until the, the last several, and that continues now in uh, preventative medicine and alternative medicine and did so you, forth.
2: You are a little ahead of your time, I believe, uh, from what I've understood and studied too, because did you know that there's a new report out that stress is, uh, that antidepressants are up, uh, antidepression is up since 1997, 150%. And that antidepressant pill, uh, medication is over almost a three hundred million dollar a year business, growing. And they're not. That was just in two thousand four. That depression, stress, anxiety. You were ahead of your time, and obviously, you had a humanitarian connection to what maybe the future may hold. Is, is that, am I right or wrong?
3: Well, Sharon, you certainly are right, and I'll tell you if there's a common denominator. In the ails of man and womankind today, it is certainly stress. It, there, is, there is nothing that is more uh, contributing to this, this state of, of, uh, of our health these days. Stress, it's, it's amazing.
2: Dr. Nelson, could you, you know, that word stress is being used on everything. It could be stress. Uh, what I don't know—it's been so overused that the per- people are not even taking it serious anymore. Define from your professional training what the word stress means.
3: Well, it can't be defined simply because stress—it's—it's it's inherent. You know, the the human system—we were not genetically prepared to handle this back in in in. Mm-hmm in eon 's past in days uh, you know it was it was uh, survival that they were stressed out, but my goodness today 's stress it causes the the energy draining the emotional destruction and it of all the deadlines and the schedules and the demands and the hurry up and the bills and the taxes and so what do people get? We get headaches, we get irritable, we get upset stomachs, we get insomnia, we get nervous exhaustion and Stress will therefore be misinterpreted as disease by many of us
2: physicians. Now you just said something misinterpreted. Uh, our listeners, um, that probably all of us have stress of a nature, whether we're happy about the weather, unhappy about the weather, or an anxiety that the weather won't be what we expect that day, or maybe the next day. Uh, what is that definite, what does that define to our listeners Is what uh, the stress is? Let's say we think we're under stress. That maybe we're not. Uh, There's another approach to the how to deal with that. Explain that what you just said.
3: Well, (laughs) the the, the physical manifestations of stress are are commonplace, and it leads to to true. Medical, physiologic, biochemical malfunctions of our system and that's manifested then in 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 any of the disease processes for which doctors by and large will prescribe something that often is foreign to the body I mean pharmaceutical medications and certainly there are those that are life-saving and essential but I'll tell you what we are one drugged out society not only on the street corners of our our big population centers but also through Medical offices and facilities across this country.
2: Now, on dealing with, and I'm glad we are starting this, this with this uh, part of the, this, this definition of stress. Now, if let's say, for example, our listener is sitting there and they've got an appointment to make, and they're listening uh, and they're learning here, and they want to reach the door, but they're listening and and learning, and there's an anxiety. Now, what's the difference between stress, anxiety? Anger. What are some of the symptoms that our listeners can realize? What's the difference? Uh, what do we? How do we balance this out? Uh, the the, <laughs> the definition can be, of stress can
3: be expressed in, in many different forms. It's uh, stress alone. For example, some stress is essential. You've heard of the fight or flight syndrome, and that is our, And you know, you are suddenly exposed to some threat. Uh, it might be an oncoming car, it might be a, a dog that's chasing you or whatever, but uh, then uh, the, the body with the, this, this fight-or-flight syndrome, what it has to do, it increases the heart rate, the muscles become tense, we are ready to act, we are ready to fight or flight, in that, and that can be life-saving. However, on an ongoing basis, like the single drop of water that over a long period of time can create a grand canyon, stress affects our immune system, it reduces... The, different hormonal things that are go. It, it, it screws up our, I might use that term, our DNA and and our metabolism and our nutrition and our fluid balance in our body, and it results in a lot of things.
2: It Do you think that our becau- people can become... The- think clearly
3: our sexual performance is affected. Okay. We have conflicts with spouse, with children, with coworkers, uh Uh, Our our children's ability to learn is decreased if they're stressed because we're stressed. It certainly increases the aging process.
2: Now, do you believe that stress could become addictive to that person? In other words, um, what I mean is is there's a person who just all of a sudden gets so worried about the next stress. Is there something in there that our listeners could learn on some different uh, secrets to reducing their anxiety, how to balance out stress
3: well Sharon it, it requires first of all uh, uh, an ongoing status of, 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 of health and trying to arrive at what uh, a good biodynamics in, in within and and without uh, in in our bodies there we've got to find the right balance and so many people are carrying on things that go way back to their their childhood they've never been able to to uh, to let them go. The, the, the child within is still there, whether it's from abuse or alcohol or drugs or violence or it doesn't matter, Parental neglect. But at, some people can handle that sadness from childhood, but others still struggle. They're still looking for respect or self-esteem or whatever, but they've got to be able to deal with They have to be physically strong. They Let's
2: have to. say a person is raised in a home as a child, and I'm glad you brought up children, uh, We're out of control worldwide with what is happening to the children. And and, uh, for the listeners to know, uh, I'm the founder of Save a Child's Life Foundation to recognize melanoma in time, but children of the world depend upon us. And uh, can you imagine living anywhere in the world when a child is not given the confidence to feel the strength uh, of, of, of the possible, uh, positive part of life, not just all negative and not yelling and not screaming and, and, uh, the la- it, You can go without food, you probably could even go as much as I'm into water to drink, but what about somebody treating you so abusively, mentally? Uh, what do you think parents should do to learn to balance the home when there is so much anxiety? <laughs> to balance- How- What are some of those secrets to balance that out with- when there's children around?
3: Well, Sharon, I believe that people, first of all, have to look at themselves because each of us is uh, has the, the responsibility for our health, both mental and physical. It's squarely on our shoulders. It's not on our uh, spouses. It's certainly not on our, our medical providers. It is ours. So people have to be informed. They have to uh, look within. They have to be healthy. They have to practice good uh
2: in other words, start taking personal responsibility to evaluate yourself.
3: Well, one must do that, but, you know, in, in t- today's age, we are, we are so inclined to, to point the finger elsewhere. You know, the old saying that you point one finger directly out from you, there are three pointing back to yourself.
2: Okay, define that. Now, when, I'll see if I can help with that. For our listeners, in other words, if you don't take responsible responsibility, even if you fell down the stairs and the stairs were, for example, not uh, safe, but you turn around and you blame the stairs, should we turn around and wonder? Say, first blame ourselves for not being careful to walk down the stairs and not blame the stairs. Yes. Did, we I, is, we did are I follow much you? More
3: inclined to to blame somebody else, no matter what it is. And that's why physicians' uh, offices are filled with people uh, basically due to stressful lives that do cause these true physical problems and diseases and illnesses that we live with. It it will age us. Nothing will age us faster than than stress, Sharon, nothing.
2: Now I'm wondering um, something else as you define that for me and the listeners is is if we learn to take a self-examination of understanding where when we get out of bed each day and we begin the day with thinking, this is going to be a good day, and, and we begin the day, even though we have moments of anxiety and maybe disturbances and maybe some anger, how would we handle that when we think, I should blame myself if I'm not going to have a good day because I believe that I have to learn to have a better outlook of evaluating what has happened to me during that day rather than blaming someone else for what happened to me that day. Did did I follow you with that?
3: Yes, yes, I think you did, Sharon, because, you know, the, the, the old adage that attitudes are contagious and many people do not have something worth catching attitude-wise, and that's where it starts. It's not how we deal. You know, when... The, the, the flowers are blooming and the birds are singing the sky is blue and the sun is shining. Uh, all is well, and we can deal with that. That's to be expected. But it's it's how we deal with the negativity, how we deal with those frustrations that we wake up with in the morning, the, the thing that we think, oh, my goodness, I have to do this, that I've not prioritized my life, I've, I've not... Structured it in such a way and handled it, and we and we get we start majoring in minors, and that's such an important thing to understand.
2: Okay, now let's think about some tips without having to go to the doctor yet. Uh, when we come back in a moment, Doctor Nelson, let's start giving, uh, let's find ways in nutrition, drinking proper water, and some different things that individuals can learn to work with themselves uh, that give them maybe a better health and get them better habits. Uh, We're going to take a moment for our sponsor right now, and we will be right back. Thank you.
0: World Talk Radio. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
3: To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America 866-613-1612. Or, if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068.
2: Dr. Nelson? Yes. Uh, I am excited about something today. Um, I'll share with you today, this morning, uh, when they were reporting on Fox News, about uh, knowing you were going to be our special guest today on and what's happening throughout the world, but especially domestically here in the United States, um, it's 32 million people and growing uh, are under a lot of pressure seeing doctors. And something that we have all learned in research, that there's something also triggering other than us just being unhappy about the weather or unhappy about another person, it's a possibility that we're not eating correctly and we could have an allergic, I'm going to go off the limb on this one, an allergic reaction to something that gives us the anxiety, such as too much sugar or uh, some other nutritional, uh, something we're eating that is maybe not agreeing with us. Could you help me with that for the listeners to understand how important the nutrition is for them?
3: Well, Sharon, you're absolutely right. It is fundamental and foundational that that uh, our body needs the, 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 the uh, balance of nutrition from the right sources and given that this country uh, does not practice that, I'm, my goodness, obesity now is epidemic in both adults and children, not only in America, but uh, in, in many countries of the world here. And remember that uh, just 10, 12 years ago, everybody thought, well, we're, we're eating too many fatty foods, so let's cut down the fat intake, so everything became low-calorie, low-fat, reduced-fat, whatever. But yet people are, are uh, more challenged with weight problems today, both overweight and developing into obesity than they And that's because of What do you think, is causing... And that's yeah. do you think our... is
2: causing that, though? It, we know that is happening, and people are struggling do you believe it's, uh, we can say it's the fast food restaurants. Yes, people are going to them more frequently than you should and not balancing that diet each day. But also, what about the diet soda, uh, craze when they said the word diet, Dr. Nelson? And you're noticing a lot of people thinking it's okay to eat, drink a diet soda several times a day. What is your finding on the word diet, sodas, and well, their diet,
3: ingredients? Diet is a, is a four-letter word, unfortunately, and hence the proliferation of all the weight loss, weight reduction programs that you see. You cannot open a magazine, listen to a radio program, or turn on the television without seeing something new that's there in addition to all the others. And, and like many of the health spas of the physical mm-hmm. fitness facilities around their their future and their success is based on continuing to get new people in. Well, most diets are destined to fail simply because they're not uh, directed toward that individual. It's a hit-and-run thing, and people cycle. They get into this yo-yo type of syndrome, and they go on and on over and over and over again, still not gaining what they want, and that was Weight management, and that's
2: based on. Let's let's go back and explain that to the listener. Weight management, so they'll understand what that means. Let's say we're going to go on a diet, and uh, let's. In fact, you're right. The word diet has been overused. If they're even using it to sell items, they're really not putting you on a diet. Um, What what? How would a person think? Let's start out with something that's very important to our show: the power of water. How important on a diet to reduce your weight, uh, let's say, is water to you, number one? Uh, how, how important is that?
3: Well, it's it's critical, Sharon. It's essential. First of all, it's, it, 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 we cannot sustain or even live with, without water and, and the right type of water in the right quantities, and we are different both by gender, male and female, and by our our inherent physiology here. But... You know the body weight uh, is is fifty to sixty percent water anyhow, and most of that water is included in what they call the fat-free mass. It's not in the fat. So when one is weighing themselves, they're also weighing the amount of water, and that's why a person's weight can fluctuate from before a uh, dinner to after dinner, depending. Remember, a quart of water weighs what? Thirty-two ounces. So uh, drink a quart of water and before you have time to metabolize it or, or rid yourself of it. You're going to be 32 ounces heavier. You are and women who retain fluid uh, for, for uh, hormonal imbalance reason or sitting too long with their legs uh, in a 90-degree, 90 90-degree 90 situation. You know, it's like bending a hose three or four times. It's going to reduce the flow. So water is critical, and most of us do not get enough. Some people don't even drink water. They drink coffee, they drink tea, they drink booze, they drink soft drinks, they drink other things, and they are getting fluids, but they are not getting water. Just and plain they're water. getting all of those other things that are added to the
2: water. There, have you uh, have you read anything, or do you probably know about it, that there there's a lot of new uh, reports out that you can diet with wa- lots of water and lose a lot more weight. Weight. Uh, if you drink a lot more water than you normally do. Just to add a lot more water to what you're trying to do. Exactly,
3: you, you should that because water itself requires you drink water, just the physical activity of mm-hmm. drinking water, picking it up, Putting it in your mouth, swallowing it, and digesting that—that's caloric. It takes calories to that. It takes energy to do anything. Uh-huh. So that helps a but It also tends to to flush the system. I mean, look at um, running water uh, in, into your into your sink or something. Uh-huh. The more you do, the, the the better it's going to to look and to be. It's the now, same. Now, you one can explain. overdo on the water. Exactly. It's also important that the the water uh... does not have contaminants in it or other things many you know there's no <laughs> on the face of this earth i have uh, been led to to understand there is actually no pure water surface water anywhere on the face of this earth anymore because of fallout because of agricultural practices because of of insecticides and pesticides and things the same with the the nutrients that come from the, the, the food that, that we eat, the vegetables in particular, they simply are not there anymore. The, the grounds, uh, particularly in North America, have been depleted for years, and that's why the right type of supplementation is essential because there are things that our bodies do not make. Our body doesn't make a single mineral. It makes very few antioxidants. It
1: mm-hmm. makes
3: very few of the trace elements. That a,
2: lot, uh, a lot of times our listeners, and we're going to have in the next two weeks guests, on the nutrition side of supplements and people, Dr. Nelson, going in and purchasing something from a person who is not really an authority to explain to them what they should be taking. And a lot of our people, a lot of people are taking way too much or they're not balancing out what they're taking with uh, the understanding that if you take a certain amount of one supplement, how much would you take to balance it with the another one? And, and we're finding that a lot of people are becoming toxin. Because they're not, they're taking way more than they should, or they're not balancing with an authority guiding them on how much they should take or what one, what, what supplements they should personally be uh, taking for their own personal health. Uh, I'm sure you've ran into that too. And next two weeks, we're having some guests on around in the United States on that issue, um, on nutrition. Let's say anxiety and anger and stress. Uh, rather than blaming somebody else or something else. Is there something in uh, learning more about the sugar, the carbohydrate? Uh, Are we getting enough protein? Is there something in there that our listeners can understand about uh, how much protein should you have a day, how much carbohydrate, how much uh, glucose there, how much uh, calorie? Because people are confused. Dr. Nelson, we're reading all kinds of different directions, but which one is right?
3: Well, I don't know which one is right, Sharon. It depends on who's promoting what.
2: Yeah, and, that's why I want to.
3: Yeah, and how they can substantiate uh, their their claims, many of which you know do not hold much, I might say, so water at all, because uh, they're out there. It's it's simply marketing. It's huge business in this country. The the, the weight loss industry, the nutraceutical industry, the supplement industry, they're all there and, and they're growing and all, but. But I think people have to become informed, you know. Water can go no higher than its source, and if they only know what they've read in Reader's Digest or heard on Oprah or something like that, then that's going to be the limit of their knowledge. But, but the information is out there for us. Our bodies are, are composed of, of, of certain what we call substrates and all the protein, fat, carbohydrates and, all, and the only supplement you sources, believe is the,
2: one of the most, let's say today we started with step one for our listeners to think about how can I re- relax and get rid of some of this anxiety and I'm always tired, I'm always sleepy, I get up in the morning and get going and all of a sudden with by noon I'm worn out physically and mentally and I'm tired, what is the most important nutrient that they should think about that they should start their day?
3: Well, I think I think water is probably the most important because it it, it is absolutely required. However, there has to be the proper uh, balance, if you will, Sharon, between the other major food sources that we take: carbohydrates, protein, and fat. Everybody is pretty fat conscious anymore, so that's not as much of an issue. But and g- given you know the the state of the the, the trans fats and things, I think. Everybody should be up to speed on that now and the marketing is there and, and the regulatory societies have even been. I
2: have found there. Dr. Nelson a lot of people aren't. Uh, they're confused. There's so much information, so everybody's having the best sell. Now let's start out with protein. How important is protein to the daily diet?
3: Well protein is essential because the the, the fat free mass in the body is largely protein. What are we talking about? We're talking about the major organs, including your heart. We're talking about the musculoskeletal system, you know, the largest system in the body. That's basically all protein. It's not fat. It's not sugar. It's not carbs. It is basically protein. The only thing that replaces protein in our body is protein. Keep in mind that these nutrients can all make fat, Calories come from four sources, protein, carbohydrate, fat, and alcohol. Those are the only four sources that produce Now,
2: let's say a person during the day is, let's say a person weighs 150 pounds. How, much, how many grams of protein should they have?
3: And it depends on, on how that weight is distributed, Sharon. A person who weighs 150 pounds okay. could have a body fat percentage of 10 or okay. they could have a body fat percentage of 50. A lot of people, most people know what they weigh. They know the measurements of, of those certain areas of their body, their chest, their waist, their hips, and so forth. But they don't know what their body composition is. That is, how much of your weight is fat uh-huh. and how much of that fat is, is extra and how much should you try and get rid of. That is so important. People going to these programs, it, very few of them will offer body composition analysis in, in, in my view. That is where would absolute. they
2: where would they go? Uh, let's say uh, our listeners are people who really use the internet. Where would they go on the internet? What would be the key word to, for them to look up and learn more? Is that would you ta- What would you type in?
3: I would type in body composition. I would also type in BMI, body mass index. Now that does not tell you the percentage of body fat, but the body mass index, the BMI, which you can get on uh, many internet sites. Okay. You can compute your height and weight, do a little bit of, of calculation, and you can determine where you are risk-wise, health-wise, <laughs> and that's very close to your percentage of body fat.
2: Okay, now we're starting out with protein, uh, and uh, then we go into carbohydrate. Uh, protein, again,
3: uh, especially, on, let me address specifically weight reduction because the okay. okay. last several years in my practice okay. we developed uh, programs for that as an associate at the a, a board-certified member of the American Society of Bariatric Physicians. Mm-hmm. That's something else that people who are truly interested in in weight management, weight mm-hmm. reduction, and then weight management should check out ASBP, American Society of Bariatric Physicians. It's it's a professional society of physicians who devote some or all of their practice to this this problem of of, of weight. of mm-hmm overweight and then obesity.
2: Now, then we've got to go the other way. What about the person who is not overweight uh, but they're still not getting enough protein, they're not getting enough carbohydrate, and yet they seem to feel okay, but all of a sudden one day things catch up with them that they hadn't noticed before? And uh, so what, what would you suggest for the person whose weight is fine it's comfortable it's uh probably uh right just perfect but yet they're they're wearing out they're tired Um, most
3: of the most of most people are not really healthy they 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 they're the right height the right weight and everything but they're not healthy okay healthy and they need to be adequately evaluated by a competent caring physician who will do what is necessary establish the, the baselines for future comparison a lot of people it's amazing to me particularly a lot of Uh, males that I I saw over the years, they'd come in, they'd be 40, 45, 50 years old or something like that, and they'd never ever had had a a good or complete physical examination. So you're doing something, checking the lab work, and all of a sudden you say, hmm, well, look at this. This is high. I wonder how long this is high. Well, they have Uh no standard for comparison. Uh So it's important that people get a baseline. You have to know where you are so you know where you're going to go.
2: Okay. Now, Doctor, uh, a lot of times... uh, uh, there's something here that I've had a lot of people ask too. Uh, when a doctor, when a when a patient or an individual wants to make an appointment, can they make an appointment with a neurologist without a referral from another doctor?
3: Uh, it depends on their health plan. Some can, some can't. Uh, managed care, you know, has taken over medicine some time ago, and 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 so mm-hmm. one just has to, uh, you know, read the small print uh, on their particular program. Mm-hmm. Most neurologists, I think are in referral practices, but mm-hmm. uh, one doesn't need to go to a neurologist unless there's a potential neurologic uh, challenge they're mm-hmm. facing. Uh, what they need to do is to see uh, a, a medical care provider, okay? somebody who is informed nutritionally, who is up-to-date, who is comedic, who is is not out there trying to promote... Uh, some line of goods that uh, he or she is, is a part of. There are a lot of good things out there, and there are a lot of many more things that are not very good. <laughs> it's only good for someone's pocketbook. Okay. But again, it's our individual responsibilities to 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 learn some of these things. And the information is out there. People just have to access it. That we are so prone to to be like the. Uh, like a herd of cattle following this, the same trail here.
2: Well, and do you think too that a lot of uh, people are confused? You know, when you start something and then all of a sudden there's something else giving you other information, and you start out and you you think you're learning, and then all of a sudden there comes some other information, and and that's something that is so important. But uh, you have been a very special guest here today, Dr. Nelson, to uh, for people to learn more about their diet. And before we say goodbye and thank you, what would you suggest that people do to relax and rel- release stress uh, and, and sleep well at night? What is the secret to sleeping better?
3: Well, Sharon, you know, get back. So there's a common denominator here, and you started your program with that, and, and good for you to bring this to everybody's attention. They know it, but they don't think much about it, and that's stress. Stress is, is, is uh, universal. For us. And I, I'll tell you what, there, there's been developed a, a, a little um, 10 question thing that one scales out and scores. I will get you that, and your listeners can contact you if they would like that, or you can put it on your website. We'll
2: put it on the website with our show.
3: About stressed out, and, Thank and you. people can grade themselves and find out how their stress levels vary according to individuals of their age, wonderful, gender, and their marital status. And that is so important because it doesn't matter what else is going on. If you're not dealing with the stress, you're missing uh, one of the most important foundational blocks in, in our health, our welfare. And now we're
2: back to what we started at the beginning of the show, but you suggested, Dr. Nelson, to the listeners, is take an individual responsibility that if you care about yourself, Take a mental freedom that's offered to everyone, the mental freedom to make a decision of making a decision of what's best for you to learn more about this and don't blame somebody else if you haven't done it. Am I, is that what we've learned here today?
3: Yes, exactly. You're right on.
2: Well, thank you very much. I would. Ho- would you join us another time? Because I know some of our listeners will have questions in time. I would. And be happy. Uh, we'll be able to do some, go on to some other directions of. Uh, I wanted to study today too a little bit about what's been happening here with this. Uh, story uh, with Anna Marie Smith, example of what's happening out here to people, to be caught into this anxiety and stress and, and position that people are uh, putting us into besides what we're into ourselves and taking responsibility. But what are we going to do for helping other people to make a decision? Don't let somebody else uh, cause you uh, stress and put you on these drugs that are legal or illegal, uh, so you can learn more about taking better care and back to s- uh, self-awareness. But I'd like to learn more about uh, people that are taking drugs because other people are, are giving them to them. Uh, well, Dr. Nelson, thank you. You, you have a very me. nice day. My
3: pleasure, and thank you for having me.
2: Thank you. We will take a break right now and hear from our sponsor, and I will be right back.
1: To reach a
3: show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068.
2: a special guest, Robert Hamlin, from the Jet Hellsgate Boat Excursions in Grants Pass, Oregon. And, Robert, are you with us? Yes, hi. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing great. How are you?
2: I think our listeners should know, Robert, that we're both in the same city. Um, I am coming to you with the Sharon Kleiner Hour uh, from Grants Pass, Oregon, around the world. And today I've invited uh, Robert Hamlin, who is the owner of uh, the Jet Hellsgate Boat excursions in Grants Pass on the famous Rogue River, and uh, Robert, would you explain to the viewers so uh, they will understand, we're sitting here on one of the most beautiful places in the world, Grants Pass, Oregon, but we also have a river that's probably one of the most romantic, the most gentleman, most beautiful rivers in the world, called the Rogue River. Could you tell us a little bit about how you got here, and what you're doing with the Jet Hellsgate to share that humanitarian beauty to the world and uh, the Rogue. Could you tell us a little bit?
4: Sure. Um, Well, first, I think um, the listeners would probably like to know that the Rogue River was one of the original wild and scenic rivers, um, and that was passed by Congress back in 1968. So its beauty really has been preserved since that date, and there's, of course, not uh, a lot of development, and what development is there is restricted and controlled. Uh, so it's quite a river to see, of course, and it starts uh, just seven miles west of Grant's Pass. And then secondly, um, Hellgate Excursion started uh, back in 1959, providing an opportunity for people to see that wild and scenic river, and uh, started with one boat and I think 14 or 15 people they could, could take on a trip. Um, and the boats are designed to get through in as little as eight inches of water, so hmm. it provides kind of a fun, exciting way to see the trip.
2: Now, your boats that have been designed, let's start out with the first boat in 1959, and that was, who started that in
4: 1959? Uh, gosh, the gentleman's name. the Garcia family? Pardon?
2: The Garcia family? It was
4: Garcia, yeah. I was trying to, for a second I was drawing a blank, but it was Garcia family and, uh, he started with a real basic boat, ran it for several years. and
2: then was, uh, what, kind, what size of boat was that,
4: Robert? That carried approximately 13, 13, 12, 13 people. 13 people. Yeah, so it was real small. Um, I think it had a, a, a jet pump on it then, which was the yeah. way to navigate this kind of river, not using yeah. a prop. Uh-huh. And it's still a, a system we use today where you're using a, a jet pump to get through in the shallow water.
2: Now then came uh, this, then uh, along the way was another owner that started it that you got it from.
4: Right, and that was Gary Woolsey.
2: Gary Woolsey took it. And how, what size of boats did he use?
4: Uh, he had approximately 48 to 60 passenger boats, and we're still in that same size today. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, so you're taking. What is your lot What is, so you're starting out at the uh, middle in the city of Grants Pass. People board, and how many boats do you have? Uh,
4: we have six boats that take a trip down through uh, Hellgate Canyon. You, uh, you can go beyond Hellgate Canyon on a longer whitewater trip. We have um, our most popular trip is a dinner trip that after you go through Hellgate Canyon, you turn around and then you stop at an old homestead get off the boat, and go up and eat on an open-air deck. And that meal-served family style, it gives everybody a chance to have a nice break off the mm-hmm. boat. Uh, in fact, it is accessed by boat only, so there's no drive-in traffic to where they stop for either dinner, lunch. Well,
2: everybody or who's at that particular location, they're all with the boat trips, and they all have something in common to enjoy, uh, the uh, relaxation and uh, the, 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 I'll call it the power of the water that brings them to enjoy the recreation. Well, uh, they what, do. Is it, what is the menu there?
4: Um, for dinner, it's um, barbecued chicken and ribs, uh, desserts included, and all your beverages are included, coffee, beer, mm-hmm. wine, lemonade. Lemonade, iced tea, whatever you'd like.
2: Mm-hmm. And
4: um, that whole trip is $49, including the boat trip, the dinner, mm-hmm. the beverages, everything.
2: That is very reasonable.
4: Yeah, it's a great value. It's Can a great go out family outing. You to dinner outing. today,
2: Robert, it's very expensive, and it, or you go to the movies. Let's say you decide to go to the movies and a dinner. Mm-hmm. How much is it costing per person? Uh, so that is really reasonable. Uh, is there a special price for children?
4: Uh, yeah, children uh, would be less. They're $37, including the boat trip and dinner.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And it, the family outing is such that it provides an opportunity, of course, to see wildlife, a variety of things, mm-hmm. from, of course, the, the fish that are in there and sometimes jumping and seeing. And mm-hmm. there are river otter, once in a while bear and black-tailed deer. And, and no end birds. Right. yeah. The osprey and and eagles are quite something to see, and and that's a frequent one that that we see all the time, actually.
2: Now, the the water of the rogue, can you tell us a little history of the water of the rogue, uh, the influence of it?
4: Yeah, it starts up near Crater Lake, and the whole river is 215 miles long. Um, The 84-mile, that was... That was designated, as I mentioned, as a national wild and scenic section, and that's 84 miles out of that 215-mile total, Mm -hmm. and that starts just seven miles west of Grants Pass. So it's Mm -hmm. been in effect all that time, and people have uh, floated and done that river from, as you know, all kinds of... Famous people to just regular people that want to enjoy that kind of scenery and history.
2: Now, we've had if you've had presidents go down and uh, very famous celebrities come here and hide into the village of Grants Pass, how beautiful it is, and uh, go down the river, come back and enjoy a time here. And um, what now you have two types of trips I heard uh, today you've got one that goes down for the dinner, you've got one that goes only for the recreation. But you also have a breakfast trip.
4: Yeah, we have brunch on weekends, mm-hmm. um, which a, a lot of people enjoy if they want to take an early trip in the morning. And mm-hmm. just three years ago, we also added a lunch trip during the week. And that, oh, you that's did? Very popular, oh. yeah. And so a lot of people mm-hmm. going on that trip as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, on the breakfast trip, what's the menu?
4: Um, the menu on that starts with a fresh fruit platter. Uh, you'll have... It's a champagne brunch, so you get and then coffee cake, uh, biscuits, gravy. There's scrambled eggs and seasoned country potatoes, and um, oh, a special pork sausage mm-hmm. that we do and bacon and oh, corn. Uh-huh. So you get orange juice and all the drinks and everything, um, and that's forty-four dollars on
2: the brunch. Oh, reasonable again. Yeah. Now, are you finding that a lot of people from around the world are coming here to do this? That. Uh, because uh, I have been told uh, that people from all over, when they're coming through Oregon and I 5, as the Interstate I 5, they make a point of coming here. Have you found them? They're coming from all over the world.
4: We have. We, we get uh, a number of them from, of course, Europe, England, uh, Germany,
2: mm-hmm.
4: and quite a few Japanese mm-hmm. recently. So that market seems to be growing in terms family
2: of family reunions.
4: reunions. Mm hmm. A lot of family it's reunions.
2: Class reunions
4: yeah and the beauty of this trip really Sharon, is that you can take a sixty year old and a seventy five year old and they'll both have a good time.
2: Now let's say you have a person who goes on the boat to this beautiful rogue going down and uh, they're enjoying all this white the trip and, and, and the beautiful scenery and they're elderly. Is there a way to get an older person on the boat? let's say they don't walk as well? Have you had anyone come that it doesn't walk as well, but you've got, uh, is there something for them to go from the boat to the restaurant?
4: Yeah, we do have um, handicap access where we load um, right in Grant's Pass for the trip downriver. Mm-hmm. So you can wheel a a, wheel, a wheelchair all the way down to the boat. You do okay. have to be able to the way our boats are designed, it's not possible to to wheel it right on no, the boat of and course. still have them operate on the river. But if they can get from the wheelchair into a seat in a boat, that's all they need to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And then when we get downriver and we do stop at, at that old homestead we've been talking about, we have a specially designed tractor ride where we can lower a, a mm-hmm. hoist that will pick up the oh, wheelchair okay. and put them right on the wagon. Oh, wonderful. Because
2: yeah. I do believe that something a lot of families and family reunions probably would like to hear that if they come to Grants Pass Oregon with a family that they if there's somebody who cannot walk that from that spot where you dock the boat to go to the restaurant and by the way listeners this restaurant is it's not an old homestead it is so beautiful although it, it's just gorgeous and uh how many people does your old homestead uh seat <laughs> it, it, i'm going to tease you robert it, it's a beautiful location uh how many people does that seat?
4: It seats just over 300 for dinner.
2: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the old homestead, Robert.
4: <laughs> yeah. So at that time, we have like six boats going with about 48 people per boat. And if you can imagine the way that boat handles, and like, because it's hard to imagine you can take that many people but yet get through in eight inches of water. So it takes yeah. a very adept pilot that knows the river, knows where he's going.
2: Let's talk about your pilots before we're done, and we'll close here in a minute. Uh, your pilots, I will call them our boat captains, mm-hmm. are the most wonderful people, listeners. I have to tell you, I, they these people, the captain of the boat, these young people are so, not always so young, uh, but they they've been at it a long time. Robert, you have done amazing, uh, to be able to find these people, explain their, uh, um, what they've done here, uh, what, what they're doing each day, these uh, captains all call them of the boat, and they're going down two and three times a day, and yet they're so everybody just loves them. Tell us about how they've learned to operate the boats and what their occupational uh, responsibilities are to the boat, besides giving everybody a lot of fun.
4: Yeah, it, um, well, most of my pilots have actually grown up here on the river. They, they know where the rocks are. They know how to read water. They've floated it, and fished it, and um, and then they start operating a power boat. And along with that, um, they have to have their Coast Guard license, so they mm-hmm. go through that as well. And our boats, by the way, are all Coast Guard uh, inspected and approved.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And we're a little bit unusual in that we, we build our own boats for what we do here. Um, but back to the pilots, because that was your main question. They're really the guys that... Besides knowing the history, they're entertaining out there, and I have. They sure
2: have entertaining. Yeah, they're all. Everybody's laughing. The water is spraying. They're doing little turns in their boat, and people are looking at each other, passing each other with their other boats, and. Everybody, I don't I don't know if a person went on a boat ride with a, with a bad attitude. They'll end up in a good attitude before they're done.
4: Yeah, that's absolutely true. It's amazing to me how many people come visit here. They'll take that river trip, and when they get back, of course, they're in a great frame of mind. Yeah. And one of the things, as you know, you hear quite often is say, you know, I, I think about moving here after they see that river. I
2: know. That. In fact, I must tell you, there's a gentleman and his wife that went on one of your boats that I met not long ago, and they said... Once we went on the boat ride and saw how beautiful Grant's Pass was, so close to the ocean, only an hour and a half away to the Oregon coast, and all the, the Shakespeare and the outdoor concerts and all the antique shops and everything, and your boat ride was the finale. They found a place to move here, and they live here now, and I'm sure you've heard a lot about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, your power, I
2: And, you know, the title of my show, Robert, is called The Power of Water. <laughs> so I, besides learning more about our health we're finding that the power of water, people are drawn to these recreational uh, benefits of life. And uh, you have a beautiful gift shop there, by the way. I can't believe it's two stories now, and, and people who come have a chance to go shopping, which everybody, all the women like to be at, go shopping as a tourist.
4: Yeah, it's worked well for us. Um, people get an opportunity to go through and have something to do after the trip and, and buy a memento to take with them.
2: What would they go uh, for our listeners to go to the Internet? What is your website for them to come and get to view uh, more about you? And then it, we'll have to go.
4: It's www.hellgate.com on the Internet, so it's really mm-hmm. easy to get to, and all the information is right there, um, phone number included.
2: Okay. Well, thank you for joining us today. You were a special guest for me. and. Uh, my love of the Rogue River has been all my life, Robert. So what you're doing there is not only humanitarian, but bringing the world to enjoy the the power, the water. Thank you for joining us. You're a very special guest, Robert.
4: Thanks, Sharon. Thanks have for a nice having day.
2: me. Bye. Today we've had uh, Dr. John Nelson, who was a special guest on learning more about neurology and uh, how your nervous system operates, and and uh, you must learn more about uh, your nutrition take responsibility for yourself and something to always remind you is your body is made up of 50 trillion cells of of, of water in those cells. Your dehydration process began the day you were born and you left that pocket of water and entered in the air you breathe. Stress causes dehydration from outside in and you need to learn to drink water. If I could ever have any power of water in this show is getting you to realize how serious that is glasses of water a day and thank the bottled water companies to drink that are offering you now very inexpensive water to drink that you can buy and uh, choices there and the other thing we learned about today is relaxation and rest be sure to learn more about your, your own personal relaxation take responsibility for yourself and you have that freedom no one can take freedom of the mind away with your choices Uh, i want to thank you for being with me again Uh, if you have any questions uh, email me at Sharon hour at yahoo.com and we will see you next monday thank you
0: You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk.